We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast. Agro joined by Barracuda. As per usual, um, and listen, as per usual recently, Barra, you guys kind of pogged off this week. Um, A big dub. But before we get into that, um, I want to ask, obviously, you guys made a roster change. SOT, after coming off the bench, has now been benched again, or I don't know what the technical term for what you guys decided to do is, but Variety now on the roster. Just wanted to get your perspective uh, on that change. Um, it was a really hard change for us to do as a team and coming to the final decision was really difficult because I'm the kind of person slash player that always hates doing roster changes and I always want to keep the current roster and work through it and try to just fix all the issues and just not do roster changes. But I think Overall, for the team as a whole, it was a needed change, and I'm happy we did it, but it's been a very stressful decision-making process, and it's just, yeah, I I always hate doing roster changes. Yeah, they're never fun uh, to do, but clearly, uh, you know, not to say that you wouldn't have won this set 
without Variety, mm-hmm. but I think Variety played exceptionally well uh, in his first set with you guys. A big win over a Radiance team that looked unbeatable uh, before they <laughs> couldn't play for a little bit. Now, all of a sudden, they go 0-2 this week. But um, you, uh, I was watching the games on stream right before we went live for this podcast. Uh, and twitch.tv slash aggro, by the way. Um <laughs> And look, I stream now, man. That's the way it's got to be, okay? I've got to plug a little bit. Uh, I was watching. You kind of popped off on King Kenneth there at the very end of game three. Your relic usage, clean. The autos, clean. The mantle stun, clean. It, it was it was all kind of easy for you there. You, uh, If you die to Kenneth in the 1v1 there, I don't know if you guys can end. Yep. Uh, I yelled... A lot of expletives. <laughs> Name three expletives yeah. you yelled. I cannot do that. Um, I was very excited in the moment because we basically won a 3v5 team fight. And I juked like two of Cyclone's Rommelts. I juked Agni Bombs and then Adapting blinked on me and tried to box me through a wave. And if I didn't have Mantle, I would have died and just... It was very scary. And Vin just left me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he turned around, saw adapting on you, and was like, see a partner, and, and immediately went towards the rest of the team. Vin's always like, yeah, we should fight together. And then in the, in the last minute of a very crucial team fight, my man just goes in the jungle and just bails. And yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, no, oh, you have little man. faith. Oh, I dodged little faith. eight abilities, like, and you're just leaving me, man. Uh, two things. Um, number one, Destiny, uh, Barra's uh, girlfriend in the chat, uh, she says the S word, the F word, and the S word again uh, <laughs> were, were the three. So you kind of got exposed um, by Destiny. And then number two, we gotta okay. Listen, I'm kind of on a on a build vendetta scream like wound me up earlier this weekend with his oh, building. No. Ven has got to be building Reaver against Cthulhu, man. He didn't have Re- he didn't have Reaver. You need the that one, yeah. What was his build? I didn't even look at it. Uh, it was boots, mage's blessing, lost artifact, finished boots, then went doom orb, then went Chronos pendant. Then went Charons, then he went Magus, and then he went Eastaff, which he then instantly sold after Insta dying because obviously <coughs> it's not going to save his life, and sold that for Mantle. That's uh, uh, that, that was the build. You know, he also said this is a game where I'm not going to be able to sell boots. <laughs> I wonder why. Because <laughs> <laughs> he flushed 2,600 gold down the drain by having Eastaff for exactly one fight. And then left me? Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> also, okay. So we threw game three. I was PVEing very happily game three. You sure were. My 4v4 was just winning, yes. and I was just being a nice little split push Cupid. And, As one does. And then <laughs> somebody on my team who shall go unnamed oh, said, come we, on. Can do, we can do fire. No okay, wait, cap. how about this? How about, wait, they said what? We can do fire, no cap. Okay, so that was Jake. Um, yep. Because <laughs> no one else besides Jake could ever say it in that manner. Listen, man, I was ranting about this on my on my stream as well. 
twitch.tv slash aggro. Um, here, one, one of my number one pet peeves, and this happens in ranked all the time, and I understand it there because people are just like bad. Um, by the way, it's very funny that every time I plug my Twitch, I hear my follow notification go off in the background. So you know what's working, baby. Okay, oh, you know you love to see that. Um, but uh, this happens in ranked and in competitive. And in competitive, it blows my mind. A team does pyromancer, and then they go, "Yo, fire giants right here." <laughs> Maybe we just do that too, as if they didn't let everyone on the other team know that they are grouped on Pyromancer by doing it first. Like, it, if you're going to try and do both, do the fire first. Like, do the fire first. I don't understand. It, it, it makes me so mad. Well, it's like you do Pyro. Yep. And then you think that all of them are going to just run away because it's like, oh, they're just on Pyro. We're fine. Nope. nope. And then unfortunately in competitive... People are smart enough to be like, they just did pyro. What if they're doing fire? <laughs> and uh, right when three of my teammates died and then Benji blink three insta canceled, caught my dash. I was like, yep. God. Yep. That, that was a bit unlucky. <laughs> we you, built a lead for 17 minutes, had a 6K lead, and then in under a minute, it was gone. Yep. Yep, just instantly. <laughs> Dude, really Kenneth cool. was literally level like one. He was a, yeah. he was a non-factor in that game. Then instantly got three levels and stole fire and one like put his team back in the game pretty much single handedly. Like, and then I had to take him out. And then you, and then you had to <laughs> take him out. <laughs> okay, man, you cannot be saying it like that, dude. What do you mean? Like he didn't have a choice in the matter. I had to take him out. <laughs> you hard chased me, bro. What do you want? Vin left me. It was a 1v1, mono e mono, fight to the death. And thankfully, I went Devos this game, so I lived. Yeah, uh, no Trans Jotun's build. You would have been in the dirt crying about where Ven was without okay. if you had gone. No, my dash would have been back up. Yeah, right, dude. Away. Yeah, right. Dude. I dashed so early. My dash was only coming right back up. Yeah, maybe, maybe that is true. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and champion futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. 
Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Listen, a, a big win. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't like a must win by any stretch, but I think this this ties into our next topic pretty well. Bottom four of the SPL, which have not won against a top team at all this entire phase, pretty much, save for like one or two sets, go undefeated against the top four this week. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like, at least in my mind, that's a pretty big win to keep you guys on pace and staying ahead of teams like mm-hmm. Obey and United who are, who are looking a lot better. Well, I mean, our past three sets, like we 2 owed Ghost. We yep. lost SSG 1-2, unfortunately, but we should have won. I think it was game one or game three. Um, and then our Radiant set was really good as well. And we're just keeping this momentum, and which is very important and very hard to do. Yep. Because scrims happen, bad scrims happen, and like your team goes through different moods, and the fact that it was like two weeks ago. Was it two or three weeks ago that we played Ghost? Two weeks. Uh, ago? Two, weeks uh, two weeks ago because it was a bye week in between. But you had a doubleheader that week against yeah. Ghost SSG. Yeah. So two weeks ago, we've maintained the same strength in our roster, and we've also been, um, I would, I don't know how to say it, but just meshing. I guess meshing is the best word, but meshing with a variety really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he fits what we needed um, for our soul inner because last is a very, I'd say like traditional style jungler. Um, he likes his frontliners to be tanky. He likes his frontliners to make room and call a lot. And so when we were going for selecting our new soul inner, those were things that were very important to me. And I vocalized them in the selection process very heavily. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was. I I just knew what I wanted for the team and for Lass, and I'm very happy with the decision. Um, I think we're still a little off in our front line. I think we're slightly on different pages. I think game one today we were really on separate pages in our front line, and then literally as the games progressed, we just got better and better. Um, Except for the game three fire giant. <clears throat> well, that's just. Oh, yeah, lucky. and then game two, my frontline literally trolls me and lets the Alma through. And I'm like. Is that when you I, knocked yourself up on gold and died? Yeah, I tried to secure Oni. <laughs> I was like, it's. I think it was like 700 or 800. And I was like, I can just try to secure this and then die. Mm-hmm. And that was my game plan because if the Alma gets in, she can secure it. And once she hit me, I think with the first or t- second tick of roll, she was in the gold tree pit. So she's always getting that. So my whole play was like, I'll just die for Oni. And also, I didn't even think the Alma was going to get through. And then once she did get through, I was like, this is really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. this is so bad. Well, and my play, like, instantly in my head, I just went to, I need to play to secure Oni. And I did not secure Oni. So. <laughs> <That> <laughs> kind of had Aegis was... and ult, so yeah. it was kind of a weird play. But if I Aegis, he gets it. If I ult, 
He it's gets also, it. Yeah, and then he probably kills me afterwards. So I kind of just risked it. But also, maybe should have never gotten there. I'll be honest. I will agree with that. Somebody <clears throat> let the Amy through. Who was it? I don't know. Someone. Uh, uh-huh. Someone. We'll see. Did that person say, yo, Amy's coming? No cap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he actually was backed up because Gold was getting so low. He was like, Amma won't be here. And then she showed up around the corner. I don't even know if Jake plucked her tail. But th- by that point, she probably dashed too ulted. So by then it was too late anyways. Like if she gets around the corner, it's too late. Right. But yeah. And then on that. Game one. What even happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I was thinking game one? Because you talk um, a lot about how Jake uh, loves not missing Sobek pluck. Mm. And I was watching that game and I was thinking, man, Jake is not going to be happy with, him, with, <laughs> with this one. He was really not happy with his personal performance. And for Jake... He doesn't really tilt. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll play bad and, like, miss a mechanical abilities, which for Jake normally never misses. Like, and also when he died for first blood, I was literally fine with that. I was like, Jake's going to beat himself up way more than I can possibly. Right. Like, if I say anything bad here, like, that's just bad. Like, right. And I just stayed silent. And <laughs> Jake said something. I don't remember what it was, but it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Try to not laugh because he died in such like a stupid way, and yeah, I mean Jake. Jake should just never be dying there. That's why, like, as a pro player, you just can't be getting mad at your teammates in those situations because, like, they obviously know better. Like, right? Yeah, it wasn't like. Yeah, it's not a. That's not the way it goes. Uh, I was gonna say Jake. Sh- it's good that Jake doesn't tilt because he shouldn't be allowed to tilt if he's if he goes like. 0 and 14 on Scylla support in ranked, and then you tell me he's a tilter. Um, I think that's illegal. Uh, mm-hmm. So it makes sense that he's not tilted because nothing could ever match some of those ranked performances, you know? I mean, the mentals on this team are insane. Like, game three, they literally got fire and last calls to instantly pick the Rama in solo lane. Yeah. Like, literally zero tilt from our team, and that. Like, normally, when you lose a fire and lose a mid-Phoenix... And, and like, a 6K lead. <laughs> like, people start to get tilted. They start to get unfocused. And last just instantly, like, laser focus, said what we needed to do and made a play. And that just meant so much to me that my jungler instantly, like, no fear. We're making plays again. And I feel like the thing that is the most different with us right now and it showed a lot in game one was we were still doing things on the map. Mm-hmm. I think for the first six or seven minutes, we were a little slow because um, they kept invading purples, which also that was that was mainly due to our start and then also mainly due to me rotating to the red buff mm-hmm. because the, I knew they were going to invade because that's kind of like the counter. Um, if you do purple to alpha and the support doesn't do alpha, you just push the wave and go to red. And they had mid-pressure too. So I thought that, that was really important for me to rotate over. I missed my knockup, but I still thought we could like kill the Ravana. So I stay and skip an entire wave trying to force a fight where we don't really have an engage. We have like Janus Portal as an engage, which is really bad over Redwall. Mm-hmm. But I thought with the position they were in that we could have gotten kills there. But with Jake not having pluck because he's level one, 
last thing was level two Suku is engaged pretty bad. So it's probably just a bad rotation, but I still thought I could make it work. But off of that, plus the first blood, I was like 800, 900 gold down off the bat, which is not really the place you want to be as a Jingwei. No. But we just had really strong mentals. I, I think I kept that deficit for the next like 20 minutes. So that's really good for me to keep the deficit the same throughout the whole next 20 minutes of a game, especially when you're starting that poorly and losing all of your purples because they're just grouping and then losing all your reds. And yeah, we just need to start trading on the map way sooner than we were. Well, it ended up working out. Okay. I'd say you guys yep. uh, find the dub. And like I said, you are not the only uh, bottom four team that found a dub this week. Radiance versus obey to start us off on Friday was a win for obey sanguine versus United on Friday win for United Sanguine versus PK on Saturday, PK beat Sanguine. And then today, you guys versus Radiance, the bottom four undefeated against the top four. And that really is a big change. How, how do you want to do it? Do you want to talk about like bottom four as a whole, or do you want to go team by team um, and talk about how much or, or like what you think allowed them to improve or, or find their dubs? Which, which do you think is better? Uh, I say team by team. Cool. And let's start with the 10th or the eighth seed rather. Uh, there are eight teams. Um, e United. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, I was reading the Reddit thread on the roster changes. Uh, oh my God. And so many comments uh. were like, I don't think they get that much better. They might get marginally better. And I was losing it. This is like the biggest midseason upgrade maybe of all time. For any team. This team was 0 and 10. Mm-hmm. And they come in and they go 2 and 0. Now, Sanguine did not look good later on against PK. So nope. maybe you can devalue that win a little bit. But I thought their win, like Obey didn't play poorly today. I think United just played really well. I thought both mm-hmm. teams played well. That was a good smite game. Um, e United is like a real team that literally every single team in the SPL has to be worried about losing to now because I think they are instantly uh competing near the middle of the pack no longer near the bottom at all i would say that same line about all the bottom four teams um i know we just said team by team but i I think that same line applies with our recent three games with obey yep rising up through in my opinion their front line i feel like ducky dude he has been pogging off recently his thor game today was nuts (laughs) His Thor the last... I think the first time I recognized his Thor was against Ghost. I yep. think he just kept them in the game and kept them in the game forever. And he was just getting massive Thor dunks, massive Thor walls. And I feel like Ducky before was kind of just a player where you put him on a safe laner and then he comes in a team fights and plays well. Kind of a Demi style. And yep. now I feel like he's making plays throughout the first 10 minutes where he wasn't before. I feel like his landing phase has gotten way better when he gets a lead. I feel like his landing phase still struggles when he gets behind, but, I mean, who's, who's doesn't? Yep. Um, I feel like inbound is just relentlessly holding W. Kind of ints sometimes, but I think every support kind of ints sometimes if they're a W key holder. Yep, which is and what all support should be. Agreed, agreed, which you probably have learned that through your rank support uh, journey, okay. whatever oh, you're doing. Vera, you've been seeing me pog off, though, right? A little bit? Uh, 
And then Sino has just been what? playing really well with, okay, man. With, with, with the rest of us. Also, wait, not only are you problem. not going to say that I've been pogging off, which I have been on twitch.tv slash aggro, but also oh I Dude, led off. Yeah, and they've all been flawless. You're welcome. Uh, and I literally asked you about E United and all you're doing is talking about Obey, bro. <laughs> what is going on? What is happening? I team by team, and I started with Obey. But I didn't. I started with United. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, okay. I, I, you finish talking about Obey, then I'm going to go talk about Obey, and then you can talk about United. That's how we'll do it. Okay. Yeah, okay. So go ahead. Yeah, Sino, you were saying. Yeah, Sino's been... I already said that. Sino's been playing really well with the rest of their front line, and then I think Baskin has been playing really well. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting you know. trolled, man. No, 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 please. Everyone would okay. rather hear from you anyways. Um, I think Baskin is the main catalyst for their look-for-a-pick play style every time they get into a late-game <laughs> situation because they have done the look-for-a-pick play Zeus. about 20 times so far and i've seen that play and i've teamed with baskin before and that is a baskin call late game group up and if you just left the lane you're going to be sitting there looking for a pick that yep. they did that and they picked so many people i think it worked every single time yeah they literally crazy. so two things number one everyone on the podcast just heard zeus pop off that's because <laughs> I got a sub on my channel. Uh, apologies. I don't know uh, if I can stop that, but thanks to Severin for uh, for the sub. Um, but yeah. You're thanking subs. What, am I not supposed to? Am I supposed to ignore him? What do you mean? You're like, not streaming on twitch.tv slash aggro. Right oh, now. thank worry, you, Barra. That you. is where you can You're find welcome. my channel. Thank you. Appreciate that. It, it was very funny that every single time United did any objective, they'd like get a tier two and then they'd walk and just like, hide behind red buff they'd be like yep. all right here we go it's time like and they just <laughs> wait for it and you know what if teams are gonna keep doing it they're gonna it'll keep working i do think that it's you guys who play them next um yep. hey uh if they do an objective and then walk into the jungle <laughs> they're probably not backing you know like they're probably still gonna be there are all my teammates with me hey you guys want to look for a pick yeah <laughs> let's go <laughs> Zeus. exactly you're good to go oh no now i'm gonna start getting subs and i don't know how to stop the noise from happening oh god how do i stop what it there i don't know how to I'm stop so it sorry. i really know i do want to okay wait i actually think i know i have to go to like my stream labs just close your stream labs thing Zeus. oh is that will that stop it yeah. Oh, okay. I've stopped. And you can it. also leave it open if you're getting subs. That's fine. listen. I'm getting subs, but I don't want it to take over the podcast. Thank you to everyone who's subbing, but I'm not going to be looking because I don't want to take over the podcast. Um, okay, so that's a United. By the way, Gino, oh. legit beast. Le yeah, Gino's that dude is sick. Really well. Also, I think the biggest thing for United is when you're in a rut like they were. I think they just need a reset. Yep. And I feel like changing out the more players is better yeah. because you're getting more just fresh minds in that haven't lost whatever 10 sets in a row. And especially with Snoopy roll solving, it feels like he probably hasn't lost either. So he's fine. And I just feel like for their teams, their mentals were in the gutter. And I mean, when you're rowing 10, it has to be right. Exactly. And swapping out players is the best thing that you can do in that situation. Even Coming from a player that hates uh, changing players, I think in their situation, it was necessary. Unfortunately, because I'm a big Guy J fan, obviously I'm a big Variety fan. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like Guy J would have been sick if he had had more time. Uh, so I feel like he wasn't the main reason they were losing. I feel like their entire team as a whole, I feel like all of them are making individual plays, but I mean, the majority decided to kick the minority. So, I mean, that's just what happened, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was going to ask you your, your opinion on that situation. Cause I know you are high uh, on Guy J. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it was the right call for United? Uh, being a big Guy J fan, I would say no, because I feel like he is a ton of unlocked potential. And I feel like, I don't want to bring it up, but his 1v1 against Zap, where he missed like seven auto attacks, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but after you choke a 1v1 that hard, your mental has to be not great. It's got to hit, take, a, take a hit on the confidence for sure. Yeah, and I mean, just leaning against Guy J and scrims and ranked. Um, I just feel like he's sick. I just feel like maybe it's not his time. Maybe when he comes back, it'll be better. Yep. Um, I don't know. I also feel like Variety was probably their most consistent player, but it's just, I mean, I feel like Snoopy, Scream, and Hurry are like, I don't really. I, I don't know. If I can say that, but I feel like they're really good friends. So, like, they're obviously going to stick together. Sure. Hurry did that. say in our interview that uh, he did not want people to think they kept Snoopy because of, they were friends. Um, mm-hmm. He just thought that Snoopy was the best option in the short term. And I think that's the big thing that makes me think it was the right call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can totally buy an argument that if this were phase one, that Guy J is a better pickup. But with Worlds so close. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that you can hope that Guy J will improve. Like he, he'd shown a lot of really good qualities, but he'd also shown a lot of like rookie mistakes. Cause and it's not his fault, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a rookie. He, he legitimately is. Um, you have to take those, those lumps as a rookie. Um, mm-hmm. So just having Snoopy as an experienced member. And it's not like Snoopy was playing poorly phase one. They, they moved him out of kind of necessity. Uh, like, I don't think Snoopy would have lost his spot with the way that he was playing early in, like in phase one. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all those reasons, I do think Snoopy's the right call while also acknowledging that guy J is really sick and definitely mm-hmm. deserves another shot at the SPL. Yeah, if I wasn't a big, or if I wasn't as big of a guy J fan as I am, I would say it's the right call as well, because as an ADC player, it's way easier to probably shock off from ADC then support if you're used to ADC. Like, you're just used to the limitations of what you can do and what objectives you can do. Yep. And swapping roles, I feel like, just changes a player a lot because you're probably stuck on your mechanics. Yep. And positioning what you need to be doing where, as if he's just stuck at ADC or playing ADC, he's just used to it. Like, your brain doesn't have to think anymore. You're just playing. Um yep. And then for you want to go to us or PK next? Uh, let's do PK. We I think we kind of talked about what what you guys are are mm-hmm. doing recently. You kind of been killing it. Uh, I think we covered that okay. for the most part. Uh, PK is just a weird team. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they are the most hot and cold team in SPL. It is unbelievable. And when they are on, they are unbeatable. Like yep. their worlds run. Once they caught fire, they didn't lose it, and they just kept playing insanely well. But when they're playing poorly, it's like you're watching a completely different team. They don't even look 
anything like themselves. They have the potential to be the best team in the SPL and the worst team in the SPL in consecutive games, uh, which I don't think is the case for any other team. Like even at ghosts lows, they aren't the worst uh, at, you know, when you guys are clicking, I still don't Mm -hmm. think it's fair to call you the best team in the SPL at that moment. You just can compete at that. PK Mm -hmm. can look unbeatable and look physically incapable of winning in back-to-back games. (laughs) And I like... God bless Chuck, their coach, because how do you do like what do you do with that? Because I, I don't know, man. I feel like it's very difficult. And I can't tell if it's a draft issue or an individual play issue or a whole team issue or a day issue. Yep. And every time they play against us, they look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. Flipping the coin incorrectly. Yep. We're playing them on. And hopefully next time we don't get stomped, but I feel like the last year and a half. Bro, what if, what if, okay, what if Chuck, here's the theory, okay? Because they've looked like the best team in the SPL against the the three teams below them Mm -hmm. all year. They've looked incapable of winning against the top four. So Mm -hmm. what if recently, Chuck, during the bye week, Chuck performed some sort of Australian ritual, okay? And brought their mentals to Australia, thereby turning them upside down, thereby making PK really sick against the top four teams, but horrible against the three teams below them. Bang. You're still only winning one more set. Easy. Figured it out. Also, did you just say that because Scream just came in the chat? No. You've been talking way too much with Scream. What do you mean, man? I literally haven't. I did one interview with Scream. I did one interview with Scream on Player Spotlight, which was fantastic. Everyone should go watch on the Smite Pro YouTube. Um, You can't watch it there, but you should go and subscribe there. Uh, And that was the only that's the all I've talked to Scream recently. No, I talked to him on Twitter when I told him Serrated Edge is bad on Thor. That was it. Which I was right about, by the way. Yeah, I, I mean, I just trust Scream's bill at this point. Like, He's been doing it for this long mm-hmm. that I just trust his judgment. Don't you, you know? think, like, don't you think that there's a, there is a nope. world nope. where Scream is winning in spite of his builds, not because of his builds. But if he builds his builds and he wins with them, he powers up. So therefore, if he hmm. keeps building his builds, his builds become stronger and because he's been losing so much lately, his builds haven't grown in strength. Mm. But now that he's winning, he can start to perform and use his builds again and start building them up. Mm. So he's kind of like, I, I don't know if you've watched uh, Dragon Ball Z, um, but you're saying he's kind of like a Saiyan, right? Like they get mm-hmm. stronger when they when they lose. Like mm-hmm. the harder you push like them, the stronger they get. Oh, OK. Kind of like Jake. Yep. Okay, well, there you go. Scream does say in the chat, that's actually true. I can start griefing my builds again. Man, the benefits of having a basket on your team, huh? You get to grief in your builds and it doesn't matter. Also, <laughs> I would <laughs> love to just be a fly on the wall and just watch Scream and Jake just have a conversation. It I would be like something. That would be probably the smartest conversation that Smite has ever listened to. From Scream, we'd be a lot of, hey, you know, like, hey, that's just what I do. Hey, 
And then, and then Jake would be like, no cap. I don't know. I don't talk to Jake that much, but I assume, uh, I assume that's how it goes, uh, for the most part there. I will say that specifically last year, uh, I did hang out with Scream a lot more and hearing him and Baskin interact when they were on Armada together were some of my favorite interactions I've ever heard. Uh, (laughs) those two together were just so funny, just like consistently raging at each other about the dumbest stuff. And I really hope that heroin is being treated to that uh, every day in scrims because that would be a real treat. That would be a real mm-hmm. treat for him. Um, okay, Barra, uh, we're, we're running a little bit low on time. Not really. We're actually on pretty good pace, but I think this might take some time. <laughs> I heard your pregame interview with, uh, with one John Finch. Yep. And I heard you saying some nonsense about hunters getting nerfed and they didn't deserve it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mages are okay. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna read these hunter changes. Okay. Okay. Do you want the items or the gods first? Do you? Which one is more impactful? It's got to be the items, right? Items. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even gonna touch the gods. Neither god really got nerfed that hard. Cupid and Rom got small nerfs, barely anything at all. The Rom nerf is kind of big. Okay. Here are the changes. Atalanta's bow, an item that's built every single game by every single hunter, no matter what. Decrease attack yeah. speed from 30%. Now, brace yourselves here. <laughs> brace yourselves. This is a big one. From 30% to 25%. 5% attack mm-hmm. speed. I know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Tough. I can barely mm-hmm. move on. Um, I know. Same. Also, decrease the movement speed while attacking and strafing from 40% to 30%. So that's only when you get a kill and assist or an assist. Mm-hmm. You lose your basically free haste effect. Okay. It's a dead item. Okay. Silver Branch Bow. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Silver Branch Bow, another item that gets built every single game and abused by the OP Hunters. Uh, Oh, Also, Also took a nerf. Decrease attack speed from 35%. Oh, boy. This is going to be tough to say. 35% all the way down to the measly, measly number of 30%. Only 30% attack speed. On my Silver Branch, bro. Barra, why should I care at all that you guys lost 10% attack speed across two items? It's barely even a nerf. Dude, the class already sucks. What do you mean? Oh, my God. The class sucks. What was the the first pick? Okay, what was the first pick in the the Obey United set? Both Every single game? We're literally first picking because all of our teammates want to hold their picks and because we have neutral picks. So do you think that Obey is also first picking ROM every game for the same reason? Yeah. Do you well, think Rom's the Radiance first picked Rom for for Cyclone Game Three just because they felt like it? Well, he lost. Okay. Do you think that every team in the whole SPL is like first picking too. Rom just because yeah. just because no one else wants a pick? Everyone go. Yo, yeah. do you want Persephone here? Persephone open, by the way, in the Obey United yeah, it, sets. Um, no, nah, I don't really feel like playing Persephone, one of the quote unquote all, OP all mages. Your, all of your teammates are crybabies, and they want to hold their pick. <laughs> So we cannot counterpick, so we're stuck to the same two gods every game. Listen, all I'm saying is and those two gods are so OP that none of the other they are stifling the rest of the hunter class. Stifling. Okay, the nerf. Okay, the balance changes are just bad because Atlantis is a core item right now that's <laughs> built by every hunter as a necessity right. because we need twenty percent penetration, right? Or we do no damage, right? So that nerfs literally every hunter. 
Right. Instead of just nerfing the OP hunters, it Which nerfs every hunter. Right, but every, okay. but hunters are o- hunter late games. Your item build is so cheap. You get there so fast, and then you're, you when you're six slotted, okay. you're nuts. Yeah, because soul laners are literally brain dead right now. They're, They're running sledge and soul leader, and then being like, "Why is this hunter auto attacking me for two hundred? <laughs> it's because you think sledge is a tank item. It is not. It's not a tank item. Soul laners are building very hybrid item. these days, and most supports are building like a flat pen item. Yeah, I agree. And dude, the last time I built the like full attacks we build was against Radiance. Well, I built it now unfortunately uh, but i built it against Radiance before and in a late game team fight i auto attacked benji for 100 plus kins huge which was about 50 big that's 150 baby that's on a tank with like 300 prots and you're telling me that build's broken yeah yeah that's what i'm telling you 150 because bear let's here's the deal i raw beam that guy for like 180 and that's on a that's on a six second cooldown. You get to fire you, you get to fire two of your auto attacks a single second. And that's not before you get an Odysseus bro proc and hit everyone in the whole team fight for free. Yeah, because they're always grouped up. Listen, bro, even if it's only one if it's only one person, you still get Odie bow procs. The only time that build is good is when you are sitting there auto attacking and you're hitting every single auto attack. But every time you're doing a poke trade. You are literally losing the trade against their warrior or guardian. Yeah, that's what hunters do, bro. They're they're fast Ooh, attackers. That is what tank. Listen, man. Yes, it, it, if they don't, don't listen, let you. Listen, man. Me. <laughs> I'm raw beaming for one hundred at Twitch.tv/slash/agro. That's right. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Uh, look, you get two point five attacks a second. You can't be yeah. doing 300 with each of them. You'd one-shot everyone. I'm literally shooting a mosquito army at a tank. Yeah, but you're shooting them real fast. Yeah. Real <laughs> they fast. are just being stung to death very slowly. Or real bitten, fast. Listen, man. This is not... Good. I did the listen menu again. I've been, I've been hanging out <laughs> with, uh, like, Nika and Cherry too much. Uh, this is... Hunter's OP late is good for the game, right? It, it's what... Hunters need to be good late game... Because yeah. if they aren't, they're never worth picking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What are you yaying me for? I'm on your side. No, of you. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. I love doing no damage. I, uh, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Hunters need to be good late. It is core to the design of any MOBA that mm-hmm. they need to be good late game because they are designed to be bad early game. Hunters losing 10% attack speed, not on one item, but spread out across two items is not going to be felt by that much. You lose oh. a little bit of power on Silver Branch passive, a little bit, and that's really it. You're hitting 2.5 attack speed. If you go Silver Branch 6th, if you go Odibo 5th, you're still at 2.5 attack speed before you even build Silver Branch. Yeah, but the only person, or the only god you can build the, that build on and do it really well are Cupid, Rama, and then other steroid hunters. If you try to go a build like that, on a non-steroid hunter, it just sucks. Sure. So in that case, you're only losing 5% attack speed on your build because you're not building Silver Branch anyways, but you are building why, Atalantis. But why are non-steroid hunters being nerfed? They're all being nerfed, but you just agreed. Exactly! That, but Silver Branch hunters are getting nerfed more than non-Silver Branch hunters, right? Yeah. Right. But 
That doesn't help me fighting a tank. Or I'm not. This isn't a hunter versus hunter battle. It's a hunter versus tank. All I'm saying, Barra, is that you and Zap are crying on Twitter over five percent attack speed on two items. That's like nothing. Also, if you're a tank late game fighting a carry, just buy thorns. Thorns is OP, man. From my support escapades, I can mm-hmm. tell you, you play Kuzenbo. What are they supposed to do? Mm-hmm. They can't play. It's nuts. Yeah. That character, and now we really can't play. Dude, and why does that character's three do like 400 damage at level one? Yep. Like, why? Why? I oh, yeah. don't know. Yeah, let's nerf hunters. Listen, man, I am all in here for Kuzenbo nerfs. Also, mages out damage hunters like <sighs> every here we day go. of the week, bro. You literally just got a buff to do more. Like, Warlocks has been buffed, Book of Thoth's been buffed, and people still aren't buying it because flat pen's just broken really tell literally the entire spl because no one's building flat pen i don't know i feel like i'm taking crazy pills man don't your mid laner built spear the maggot fifth and no soul reaver you gotta have a talk with him too bro me i don't know you're right you're right you're right right. i'm sorry i'm sorry i got a little wound up i got a little wound up you can you can be wound up you know you deserve it i was wound up earlier yeah yeah you can be wound up now listen Um, if you need to let it out it's fine why are people going do more soul gem on anybody but Yanis? Like it's it, it can't it can't be right mathematically, man. It just can't be. Flat pen is so broken. Flat pen is so broken. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. I know from my experience as a mid laner. Uh huh. Go ahead. Uh, Doom Orb just felt really good. It does like, feel very good. Flying around the map felt really good. I also feel like it is a very bad team fight item. It is. And the MP5 is really good, but I feel like on a lot of characters that I saw people building Doom Orb on, like Hebo, I think I'd rather just have Rod for a little bit more gold um, mm-hmm. and, a, and a much more relevant passive. I mean, Doom Orb pa- passive is really relevant early game, but late game. Oh, and, here, and here's another good thing. People ask me all the time about Doom Orb on like Yanis because oh he moves fast already now it's like he's even faster the item is Mm -hmm. such a trap on that god because you're lane fighting and same with zeus you're so bad at fighting in lane that you shouldn't do anything to make your to trick yourself into thinking i want to fight near minions ever like Mm -hmm. fight in the jungle with yanis fight in the jungle with zeus don't buy Doomorb. it doesn't make your atrocious lane fighting good enough it just doesn't I can't, yeah, I can't tell if it's actually a necessity or if it's just one of those things where, like, it just feels good. Like I'm telling you, dude, if that. everyone's just building it for MP5, it is better to do do more or to do Book of Thoth start. Book mm-hmm. takes care of all your mana problems. It makes you makes your Soul Reaver late in the game hit even harder and. Mm-hmm. It lets you like if you're playing like Hera and you go book uh, Book of Thoth and then late game, you either sell your boots or get book Book of the Dead sixth item. You mm-hmm. are unkillable. You get like back to back massive shields. The fact that no one's building book actually blows my mind. It is so good right now. It is so good. Can I just ask you as a mid laner, is Warlocks just a trash item? Um, I think it's pretty good. I- I've been building it. I've been building it a good amount. Um and i think it's good i think it's under bot uh i really like it on like raw um and characters that don't really have escapes mm-hmm. it's just like you're you're early you need to get coup pressure because you can only get 
one or two mana pots and it only has 100 mana um, mm -hmm. and no MP5 at all. So you're not getting any MP5 until like third item earliest, but I'm building flat pen there because I think that stat is broken. Other people are probably <laughs> going to build soul gem or some shit. I don't know. Yep. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's good. Um, I think it's, I, I think it's pretty good. I don't know. Do you, I feel like it should be, I mean, one thing that's going against it is that chance is being bought every game. So like extra health, isn't that great for you against the enemy ADC, but I think it's pretty good against the warriors. Like, with the warrior hybrid build, they usually don't have that much extra damage to kill you. Like they kill you pretty much exactly through Aegis. If you have extra damage or extra HP and Aegis, I feel like you can survive a lot more dives. How much HP is on Warlocks? It's like 200-ish. Um, once it's or evolved. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to find it right now. Because I feel like if you go like a Book of Thoth, Warlocks, Book of the Dead, Obshard, I don't know if you need Flatpin. I guess in that build, I feel like you just can't die. Um, all right, let's see. Warlock staff, you gain, it's 225 when fully stacked. It's 145 power, 225 health, 200 mana, 10% pen. Does the 10% pen make it awkward to finish your pen build? Or your 40%? No, no. If you go, uh, because no one's building double 20% anyways, it makes it really easy, actually, because you just get uh, Charons or Obsidian. Everyone's buying Charons again. It's still not that much better than Obsidian. I still think it's, I think, I still think Obsidian's better in the vast majority of cases. People just love going fast. And that's why they're doing this exact same Doom Orb Charons build. And I'm convinced it's not that good. Uh, and then you get Soul Reaver and you're at 40%. Oh, oh yeah. Forgot Soul Reaver was still OP. Yeah, I felt pretty bad when Sorver got nerfed. I feel like the power probably didn't deserve to be nerfed. I feel like maybe the passive instead. Ah, so this is why you're upset about the Atalanta's nerf. You're cool with having one item just be ubiquitous all the time. You don't think that's uh, that that makes it inherently OP? Well, when you nerf two items and then don't buff other items, <laughs> you just make the whole class worse. Which they also did to mages. I well, actually, no, they didn't because they buffed Doomor, Book of Thoth, and Warlocks. Not all in the same it, patch. Not all in the same patch. For the record. For the, yeah, thank you. For the record. But I just feel like the Doomor buffs make it really easy to fit in your build, and it's just a cheap tier three. I think it's like twelve fifty. Yep. Which feels good. Tier, tier three. three. Yep. Yeah. Feels great. Do I do be loving that for sure? Um, all right, time for our random question of the week. Uh, I saw Destiny asking one earlier in the chat that I did want to get your take on because I've been eating a lot of tacos recently. Are you a, are you a hard shell guy or a soft shell guy? Soft, easy. Really? Unless I'm feeling spicy mm. and want to wrap a soft shell around a hard shell. Oh, my. Um, and putting cheese around it, which oh. I rarely ever do. But eating a hard shell by itself feels impossible because it just breaks apart your taco goes everywhere yep and i actually recently read this in a reddit thread that if you make your own hard shell tacos they're op mm, that could be good but if, you, but if you get them like from a store or i think i've got them from a restaurant they still do that like yep they're fall yeah i don't know how to bite it i don't know if i'm just stupid well but I, well, <laughs> I feel like regardless of how I bite the taco, I don't do it well. Here's the play, Chad. Uh, I'm going to help you out here. Um, what I do, I get two, uh, when I make tacos at home, which like I said, I do at least once a week now, mm -hmm. two hard shell tacos, 
one soft shell taco. I eat my hard shell tacos over my soft shell taco. So anything that falls out just gets wrapped up in my taco for later. I feel like that's really not a big brain play. Really? Because three seconds ago, three seconds ago, here's Barracuda. I don't know what to do. My taco goes everywhere. (laughs) There's no counterplay. Me giving you counterplay is not not that good. That's just, okay. If you make tacos at home, most of the time the meat is like super wet. So you're adding too much water. Okay. Okay. It's not me. It's destiny. Wow. (laughs) What is wrong with you, man? What do you mean? You can't do that. (laughs) You want me after, to throw do you remember what stuff? happened after the last podcast? The discussion that we had? No. It was about some good. cookies that Destiny made? <laughs> and you threw her under the bus there. And you're going to come on the very next podcast here and, and throw... Unbelievable. Okay. Hey, man. It's your funeral, bro. Go ahead. Okay. The cookie discussion was different. Okay. I rate it differently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You just unloaded that. So I... I don't want no. You <laughs> way too hard to do that. No way. I will literally get destroyed. Yeah, like you can't that. say what you said to me. No way. No, you're not allowed. Anyways, no. uh, I'm tell. Okay, just trust me on this one. You can buy the half hard shell, half soft shell, mm-hmm. like uh, taco packs at Publix. That's what I get. And so I I make some hard shell. I eat them over my soft shell. Everything that falls out, I'm not mm-hmm. stressing. I just wrap it up with my soft shell later, and it's delicious. And you get, like, some variability in your texture. I will say my favorite tacos are hard shell. That's why I go two to one. Um, But it's also just the right ratio for, like, getting enough enough extra stuff in my soft shell. Um, It's just good. You good, Bear? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Mentally getting ready for what's about to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Dead man walking on stream right here, everyone. Um, All right, last thing before we go... uh, I can't. I don't think we've done this. Have we done this? Have we done this one? What's your favorite type of cookie? Ooh. What's your ten out of ten cookie? <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> I cannot believe you're doing this to me. <laughs> you're lucky, by the way, because I haven't seen Destiny in chat, so it's instantly like yeah. you, you might be getting away with it. Who knows? I'm sure no one will clip this and send it to her. Okay, it's a homemade chocolate chip cookie. Oh, really? Homemade, huh? Yeah, homemade chocolate chip cookies. If, uh, mm. if what? <laughs> if they're made perfectly. Oh, no. What does that imply there? That's the question. Okay, chocolate chip is the answer. Uh, for Give me your top three in order, because all cookies are great, pretty much. Um... um I don't know if I have a third one. It's just uh, chocolate chip and then sugar. I feel like I don't, like, eat cookies a lot. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on Snickerdoodle versus sugar cookie? What's on a Snickerdoodle? Snickerdoodle is basically a sugar cookie, but with, like, cinnamon sugar. Oh, those are really good. I yeah, like those them. are S. Uh, I prep sugar over them, though. Mm. I just don't like... It's like the crystals or whatever. You're getting the wrong ones, bro. I got the good snickerdoodles are undefeated. That's my number one snickerdoodle up top. Uh, Chat's asking about peanut butter cookies. You're not a fan of peanut butter. butter. 
what are your thoughts on oatmeal raisin? Uh, I don't like raisins, but I do like oatmeal cookies. Oatmeal cookies uh, are delicious. And I didn't think I liked oatmeal raisin cookies until recently. I think I'm putting them in at number two. I think they're my second favorite cookie. Wait, no, they're got to be below chocolate chip. Okay, okay. Number one for me, snickerdoodle. Number two, chocolate chip. Number three, oatmeal raisin. But oatmeal raisin is right there, man. There, it is right there with chocolate chip. I could never put oatmeal raisin in a list ever. I Raisins are just disgusting. Okay, raisins are a little weird. I, I would rather have it just be oatmeal. I'll agree with that. But mm-hmm. the oatmeal cookies are so good that it's better than it, it can overcome the raisins. Why wouldn't you just have a cookie you like everything in it? I do like uh, raisins are fine. They're good. But how is it third place if there's literally something in the cookie you don't like? I do. No, I'm saying I do like raisins. I'm just saying they are my favorite part of the cookie. Like if it were just an, I, I've never had just an oatmeal cookie, bro. I don't Wait, know. Really? No, I've never had one. I've, they've always had raisins. They're delicious, dude. They sound yep. good. I don't know. No, no don't... you know what? The raisins do add something to the cookie. Why are you I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting wound up again. <laughs> oatmeal raisin number three. That's it. They actually do add something. I'm deciding. <laughs> All right, we need to turn this thing off. Dude. All right, we got to turn this thing off because Dara's got to go rating. figure out a way to, uh, to to live to next weekend for SPL. Uh, as always, chat, thanks so much for watching. Everyone who's watching live right now on twitch.tv slash prediction esports, which was hosted by twitch.tv slash aggro right before this because I was streaming. Um, you can also make sure that you're following us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. The whole Prediction Network, they've got a ton of great podcasts about a whole lot of different esports. Um, so that you're sure to find something else that you like. Everyone say goodbye to Barracuda. Uh, you might not ever see him again, but it was a good run. Uh, and he did his best, and that's all you can really ask for. Thanks for watching. Make sure to give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. And we'll see you next time. Vera, do the bye. Bye. That was a scared one. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're terrified, I can tell. <laughs>